0: Let's meet Denise Hales. You know, this is sort of related to our previous guest. It's quite fun when you see someone dressed up as something, dressed up as a giant animal. But have you ever wondered how these larger-than-life costumes get made? Well, Denise has been the person behind many such a creation. In fact, there's a gallery of her work on our webpage, and her current work is a giant guinea pig. On stage in Night Song's production, I Want To Be Happy, at the Herald Theatre in Auckland. Over the course of her 37-year career, Denise has become the go-to for making mascots, including zebras, dinosaurs, Vikings, biscuits, bacon, dogs, frogs, ducks and hogs. And she joins me now. Hi, Denise. Hi, Jesse. How are you? Good. Lovely to meet you. What an interesting field to work in. How did you end up there?
1: Oh, it's been a long journey. (laughs) Um, It started way back in 1986 when I started making costumes for theatre and it's progressed into mascots.
0: Yeah. What are the particular skills required to make a mascot? Obviously, a bit of, um, you know, expertise on the sewing machine, but there must be particular things that you need to make a good one. (laughs)
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah well there's always a challenge you know everything's different most of the things we make are one-offs so uh every single one is different so there's lots and lots of things you've got to think about most of all you've got to think it's got to be worn by a person so it's got to be able to be safely worn so people have got to be able to see and breathe and move and do what anything else that they want to do we get asked a lot if they can jump off the sky tower and we say "Mm, well you know (laughs) depends if you want to do that or not but i wouldn't particularly like to jump off the Sky Tower wearing one, but um, yeah, (laughs) you've got to make them safe and and easy to move around in. Really, you know, if they're going to be used on a on a football. A pitch, or it's going to be used uh, to shoot some hoops at the basketball, or it's going to be used in schools. It's they're, they're all kind of different. Everybody wants them to do different things. Um, a lot of them have been running races recently. There's been a few mascot races going on, so they've got to be able to run, um, you know, 100 meters or 200 meters if if uh, if that's what they're going to do. So yeah, lots lots of challenges. Yeah, they're all did, different.
0: Did you do the um the creations for the masked singer that TV show?
1: Yes, I did. We did season one and season two. So that was a little bit of an interesting little challenge. you did Um, a
0: great job of it. Although if I know TV, they probably kept saying to you, oh, Denise, can you do it any cheaper? Can you do it any cheaper? (laughs) Can we cut some corners? Always. (laughs) (laughs) What a great showcase for your work, though. What was your favourite of those?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, Well, they were all favourites, but there were a, a couple of standouts, um... Tuatara from season one, we particularly loved. Um, mm. I think that's probably something to do with the fact it was Jason Kerrison, and we just, you know, I think he's adorable, so that was great. Um, <laughs> yeah. Season season two, robot. He was great. He was a different kind of character. I was just listening to your last guest saying about uh, the costumes that he'd made that that had lights in them. We had lights in robot too, so that was that was quite interesting to listen to the, to that person. So yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple Beautiful. of standouts
0: there. I'd love to hear. Um, more about your experiences in the early days, because I think you left school quite early, and and what got a bit of a, a theatre qualification.
1: Yeah, I did. So I left school um, in 1986 when I was uh, 16, and uh, went to work. At, I went to, went to basically into a theatre as as a youth training um, scheme on a youth training scheme, and. Um, yeah, I was kind of the person who did everything in the wardrobe department. I was in the bottom. You know, I, I just loved sewing at that point. So I'd would been sewing my own clothes and doing bits and pieces for people and really, really enjoyed it. So going into theatre was quite different, um, especially when you're 16 and you don't know anything like that, you know. It's quite yeah. quite unusual. But I guess um, it's, it's one and-
0: of those places where if you're good, you'll progress.
1: Yeah, I mean, you've got to kind of prove yourself. You're working with some really talented people, so you've got to prove that you can do what you mm. do. And, yeah, and then from, from there you kind of go into into doing whatever you want to do. So from there it was like going to opera, going to ballet, going to the West End. Um, I did lots and lots of different jobs within or did, worked in lots of places within the theatre wardrobe kind of side of, of work. And, yeah, and then moved to New Zealand in 1999 and it took off here as well. So, yeah.
0: Now, how does one move from the West End of London to New Zealand? That must have been tough.
1: (laughs) You go on holiday. (laughs) Yeah. You go on holiday and then you never go back, basically. Gosh. Um, Yeah, I came on a working holiday visa and decided that I really enjoyed the lifestyle in New Zealand. I'd been working, you know, lots and lots of hours in London at the West End and um, I was kind of getting a little bit over that and came here and thought, yeah, this is the life for me. So did a did a year worked with Elizabeth Whiting who's actually the designer on the show that we've made the guinea pigs for Mm. so I was working with her for I worked with her for five years um we worked for Auckland Theatre Company and for the opera New Zealand opera made lots of costumes and then kind of from there went into making mascots in 2006 and I've never looked back really
0: (laughs) how many mascots do you think you've made
1: Oh gosh, it's a hard one. I asked that question quite a lot. I th- I don't actually have a number, but I think it would probably be between one and one and a half thousand. Gosh, so quite a lot. Yeah. They're all out there. People go, wow, that's a lot. But you know, they they kind of appear from nowhere. So yeah, yeah. Out of a lot. interest, is there mm-hmm.
0: much waste when you're making a, a mascot outfit, um, offcuts, that sort of thing?
1: Yeah, there are. I mean, we we kind of get little bits of foam and fur. But what I do now is put them on our local Facebook page and uh, give them away to anybody that wants to sort of get creative. So the schools or the kindies or anybody who wants wants a little bit of fur fabric, I always put our put on our local page and say, "What would you like to come and get some?" And people turn up and go, "Oh, how'd you sew this? What what, what do you do with it?" So, yeah, I just like to spark a bit of interest with yeah. people. So yeah.
0: And um, sounds it like an interesting. In we're talking about mostly um, mostly animals, but sounds like you did an interesting job for a supermarket, creating big uh, big objects of food.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we did a, a job um, a few years ago with Countdown where we made lots of really interesting things. We made a packet of bacon, we made a plate of ham, um, we made a toilet roll, we made a packet of biscuits. It was just from a promotion um, that they were doing in store and, and they were just fabulous costumes. They're on our website, actually, if anybody wants to have a look. They're really cool. I particularly like the uh, the packet of bacon and, and it gets a lot lot of comments. People, uh, people always comment on that one. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> Love it. Interesting yeah um is it hard to source the materials
1: yes it is now um it's getting more and more difficult to source materials um in new zealand i'm actually just waiting for something i've ordered from aliexpress (laughs) Uh, (laughs) which is becomes our our go-to at the moment we've got to get stuff in from overseas it's just really difficult there's only one first supplier within new zealand um and their stocks are going down and down so yeah if you if it's available at spotlight or wherever i can get it the emporiums wherever i can buy anything but yeah it's becoming really tricky at the moment um but you know sewing as a dying what was a dying art i think covid kind of has, has revitalized that a little bit people are people are wanting to make more things so hopefully it'll come back in the coming yeah. years but you never know
0: hey i like your so. walking school bus i'm just having a look at your gallery now
1: Oh, yeah, for Auckland Transport, yeah. So right. we do lots of costumes that go into schools, so that yeah. particular one goes
0: into schools, yeah. And AT's Orange Road Cone. Not sure about that one. <laughs> You've done a great <laughs> job, but I'm just wondering what the, uh, what the use of an Orange Road Cone would be. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, Denise, thank you for telling us all about it. Really nice to meet you today.
1: And thank you very much for having me
0: on. Okay, cool. Um, so you can see Denise's guinea pig. Uh, as part of the Night Song production I Want to Be Happy, which is at the Herald Theatre in Auckland. That's worth looking up. And there is a link to Denise's gallery on our website.